This is the Shift Podcast. Today on the Shift Daily Podcast, Jeff Bezos is on his way to space in a rocket with a very uh, unique and perhaps familiar shape. Andrew C. Ferreira, our favorite space nerd, explains how the Amazon CEO will reach the stars, or at least the darkness, along with other billionaires with a segment of weird science. Handy Andy Barrar checks in on why Facebook is handing out over a billion dollars just to keep people off of TikTok and create content for them. While we talked about why certain platforms are better suited for content creators, for the future of streaming, and so much more, including YouTube. Plus, are you okay with a few pickup lines? What about terrible ones? Ryan shared some of his uh, secret weapons with us on the Shift Daily Podcast. Are you okay? Are you okay with... Quick, say something. Word. Are you okay with words? Are you okay with... What? <laughs> Are you okay with Oh, there you go. Are you okay with interruptions? I was trying to Oh, there it is. That's that's what dude, we're... no that's wonder what was happening. Yeah, that's yep. what we were doing. Yeah. You're an actor. I am an actor in the theater. Uh and I do prefer, I can go off book, but I prefer to uh, be scripted. You don't improvise? I mean, I did. I was the captain of my high school improv team. It's been a, I'm a little rusty, clearly. Oh. Well, the uh, improv sound guy figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I figured it out. I am not okay with interruptions unless they are warranted. Hmm, interesting. And if it's urgent, then do it. But if mm. not, then just wait, wait, just wait. Depends on the kind of interruption, right? If you're in a conversation and someone comes up and it's, you know, something like you said, urgent, no problem. Even if you, um, you're in a conversation and someone's just passing by and they just want to say, Oh, hey, Ryan, good to see you. Don't mean to excuse me. For, sorry to interrupt. And nice to see you. Just wanted to say hi and walk away. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I'm okay with that. It's polite. It's kind. Um, someone's just acknowledging that you're there. Yep. Right. I'm fine with that. But I'm not keen on um, the, the uh, blatant interruptions, right? Like when someone really steps in. Because to me, like that's... Like when I step in? <laughs> like that? <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's uh, it's when you're thinking and not listening. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into that deep philosophical conversation a little later. If Are You Okay was a sport, this story would take home all of the awards. Police in Arkansas, not Florida, are investigating a case involving a robbery, a shooting, a porno, apparently it's from the 80s, and a naked man running through a neighborhood. Somehow, all of this happened in Arkansas, not in Florida. Well, what the heck happened? WTOK. WTOK. Reports the, the Meridian People, the Meridian Police People Department. <laughs> one more time maybe, maybe i should have one of those crown and colas uh w talk reports the meridian police department is investigating the armed robbery which happened at an abandoned alternative school <laughs> strange hmm. while three people were making a porno <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure that the o was dropped three decades ago um around noon on sunday <laughs> i had to put it um, uh, here's more from WTOKW Talk. Out of my seven years of doing this, this is by far one of the most um, unique incidents I've ever ran across. Investigators say the bizarre crime happened around noon Sunday on Azalea Drive. The abandoned school is near a church. Matt, what we had was three people engaged in adult entertainment. You had two participants, you had one person that was the videographer. In this instance, the two participants, after they concluded what they wanted to do, the videographer was robbed by gunpoint. Police say the robber, who was still naked from shooting the adult film, then made the victim send him $200 through a cash app. The victim then tried to make a run for it, 
Police say the victim was chased and shot at by the naked robber. Nobody was hit, thankfully, but his vehicle was struck several times. What we don't want to do is, uh, don't want to label. In the privacy of your home, thumbs up. But out in public, it will not be tolerated. That's not a oh, gun. Wow. That's a gun. <laughs> um, just to be clear, so the guy was in the movie and naked, and then he robbed the cameraman and left? Yeah. Where'd he hide the gun? Um, Very good question. Very bad places? question at the same time. Yeah, horrible. Horrible place. Yeah. Um, okay, I just love that but... it was close to a church. That's <laughs> what just, I wrote down. Little details <laughs> that make it more absurd. That was my note. So this is what the reporter says. The Abedin school was located near a church, which has nothing to do with this story, but somehow it puts this layer of morality on the, the story. Oh, he totally added that in to make it more entertaining. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you engage in an adult video, mm-hmm. I'm assuming with consent for money, and then you finish... Don't get paid, maybe. So you rob the cameraman. Well, maybe he doesn't have a video of your face. I was thinking he's got your face on camera, but maybe he doesn't. (laughs) Okay. Police have the names of the two suspects they believe were involved in the robbery, uh, but are waiting on additional evidence for making arrests. (laughs) I don't know what evidence they need to see. I can promise you, you're not going to need a black light to find it. Oh. Well, you know what this calls for? Some absolute true investigation, really. I think that um, that's what we need to do here. Maybe. To learn more about what happened in the abandoned a... building during near the church? Well, I mean, if we're going to truly get into what it is um, mm. here, we need to be able to say... Turns out he was robbing him with a gun or something like that, but I'm unprepared. Uh, uh, are you? Oh, you're trying to make a one-liner. Oh, hold on, give me a sec. I... All right. If, if okay, so if Horatio were to show up at the scene of this uh, now complete porno turned robbery. And he drops his sunglasses or puts his sunglasses on. What's his line? I guess you could say this porn had a disappointing climax. Okay. Um, turns out it doesn't matter how hard you work. Sometimes you're just not good enough for that paycheck. Yeah. Hmm? See? All right. Well, I uh, find that story weird. The best part being that it was nearest uh, church. I I can't believe Are you it okay? wasn't in Florida. I know, right? <laughs> I kept reading to see, oh, it's in Florida, but no, Arkansas. Sorry for the interruption there. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, speaking of interruptions, I... Uh, I hope nobody interrupted their movie making. That would be good. Hate to walk onto the scene of that one. Arkansas, USA. Oh, somebody texted in a really good one. A really good, like the best. Oh, uh, really? Should we, should we take the text message, the uh, Horatios? Okay, yeah. you ready? Do you want to read it? Okay. You okay, yeah, actor boy. It? Why don't you do it? Okay. All right. Yeah. You've got the button ready? I do. Okay. I don't have a name here, but just know th- th- this is incredible. Sunglasses come off. Talk about a naked gun. Yeah, it's way better than all of ours. Uh, there's one. There's a new one that's better. Don't look. Don't look. Don't read it. I'm going to read it to you. Okay, do it. Okay, you ready? So Horatio gets to the okay. crime scene. He's like, he's like, now that's what I call shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. (laughs) Oh, that's terrible. Well, it was nice hosting the show with you. (sighs) There's more. I know there's more. Yeah. Oh, that was from Blue Man, Naked Gun. Okay. um, Are you okay? 
going from a story about shooting to another story about a shooting. Are you okay with baseball players? Yeah, I mean, I don't really get the superstar status with baseball players. I kind of more just pay attention to the team. And honestly, if I'm completely honest, the only time I really care about baseball is playoffs and if I'm at a stadium to watch it because baseball live is awesome. Hot dogs and beer. Yeah, you just kind of get... All-American like, dream, man. Buzzed watching people do some stuff. It's pretty chill and you get amazing moments here and there. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's more exciting than soccer, but then sometimes nothing happens for a long time like soccer. But it's... Baseball live is an event. It's super fun. Well, this event went really sideways but turned out to be really kind of cool in the end baseball players can be icons right some of them jerks sometimes they're heroes and a couple of them may be uh heroes this weekend fans scrabbled for safety after gunfire erupted outside the washington nationals arena and if you uh listen carefully to all of this stuff uh the gunfire was quite scary here's more from kctv5 news New video shows panic inside National Park in Washington, D.C. as baseball fans run at the sound of gunfire. Some fans scramble to the exits while others ducked beneath their seats. The announcer could be heard trying to keep fans calm and inside the stadium. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention please. The action is outside of the stadium. At this time, we ask that you remain in the stadium. At this point, it appears four people were shot outside of the stadium. Two people were found outside of the park, and two others arrived at the hospital themselves. So some fans at the field level were exposed and couldn't get anywhere. Most everyone got into the concourse and got away. The gunfire was outside the stadium, although there was reports of uh, early reports of a ricochet. I don't know if that was uh, taken back or not, but there was a ricochet no, and somebody did get hurt. There was. Was yeah. it for real? And then, um, yeah. but it, it sounded like a, a very, very big gun. It was not like a, a pew pew. That's for sure. It was one of those uh, automatic sounding type. Uh, things you could hear it in some of the broadcasts. A video sent to TMZ shows Padres superstars Fernando Tatis Jr. and Manny Machado uh, bringing out, uh, springing out of their third base dugout and running to open the fence to the stands to let people that were couldn't get out from the stands let them down onto the field and then led them into the dugout so they could hide and free. Some of them there was kids and stuff, right? And they ran out. At this point, they didn't know where the gunfire was coming from. And they literally uh, ran out. Three people were shot during the uh, during the event. One woman was attending the game on a ricochet, and then, um, which is mind blowing to think that how that could get into a stadium and ricochet and hit somebody. Uh, it was reportedly a drive-by shooting, and they're searching for suspects. Washington's crime level used to be really, really bad. Um, it was. In fact, yeah, you're right. Wasn't their basketball team called the Bullets? They were, and then they changed because the violence in the city was so bad. Because the amount I mean, of... Which is too bad, because Bullets so bad. is a great team name. But Wizards are uh, cool Yeah, too. but when you live in a city where people are getting shot all the time, turns out um, it's not a great team name. So um, how about that? Kind of a good news story, but it was really making its rounds and getting super popular from the weekend this weekend, so we wanted to get it on, on Are You Okay? Uh, pretty cool. It's neat. Are You Okay? Are you okay with pickup lines? Only if they're like incredibly cheesy. Yeah, they have to be cheesy and they have to be, you can never use a pickup line on someone you don't know. You know, you have to do it to a friend or like, you know, I say them ironically to Laura all the time. That's the only time pickup lines are okay anymore, I would say. Hmm. I don't know, man. Some guys, there's some amazing TikTok videos of pickup lines. Um, they're really, really bad. Like, they're not good, but they're fun. So here is the actual headline that was used for this cringy pickup lines story, because people often go too far. Unarmed and dangerous, Conway police say man with no arms harassing women by asking to touch their feet. That was the actual headline, verbatim. Wow. Uh, police issued a warrant for that man after three women filed reports about Brian Reams harassing them while shopping in Conway. 
Police said the incidents occurred between September 2020 and June 2021. Here's more from KARK Kark News. The message that we're trying to send out is that that right is sacred, the right to be safe. A sense of safety is what Conway City Attorney Charles Finkenbeiner says is being taken away and it's not okay. If someone steals another person's sense of safety and security, That can't easily be restored. I can't easily get that back. Three women have filed reports about Brian Reams harassing them while shopping. Police say the incidents happened between September 2020 up until June 2021 at the Walmart on Skyline and the Kroger on Salem Road. They all were very frightened and very uncomfortable by these incidents that occurred. According to the police reports, he would follow the woman around the store and make inappropriate comments to them. These scenarios are all very similar. One police report says the man who has no arms asked to touch and massage one of the woman's feet. Weird. Okay. Uh, Perhaps a stupid question. Perhaps. Um, If he has no arms. How's he going to touch and massage their feet? Well, no. Maybe I don't Just want to. No. Okay. No. All right. No. Uh, both Finkenbinder and Conway Police hope this will encourage others to report incidents. Uh, otherwise, local officials who can help may never know about it. So there you go. Pass it on. Now, Ryan O'Donnell, this is why Ryan hates pickup lines, and he figures they should only be used inside his relationship, because if you ever use these when you were single, Ryan, I promise they would not work. I will read them uh, on Ryan's behalf, as Ryan yeah, has uh, created a list of his his favorite pickup lines. I've got one ply, you've got two ply, but all I really want is your reply. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I no wonder, it. man, like... How did you ever land Laura? Um, oh, I have no idea. If you were a transformer, you'd be Optimus Fine. <laughs> <laughs> so bad, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, you look familiar. Didn't we take a class together? I could have sworn we had chemistry. Ooh, <laughs> Come on, no, right? That's really bad. Okay, so first of all, this is really, you can never break up with Laura, ever. Oh, because yeah, no, I'm if, if this I is your problem. game, yep, yeah, yeah. Done. Uh, your middle name must be Gillette because you're the best a man can get. Oh, wow, corporate Ryan. <laughs> I've um, been using that one since I was like 13. Yeah, still yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, the last one here for Ryan's list is Are you Australian? Because you meet all of my qualifications. Uh, oh. That's cute, but more See, importantly, that yeah. that was good. did we uh, did we just talk about Australia? Yeah, <gasps> we talked about Australia. Australia, Australia. Just drive from town to paradise, and you'll see why we call Australia Because you meet all of my qualifications. This is the Shift Podcast. Andrew Ferreira is weird. weird. So weird, he loves science more than sleep and other people. It's time for Andrew Ferreira's Weird Science. Now he's been cooped up in his cage for a very long time. And Andrew C. Ferreira is... Uh, He's looking a little bit angry. In fact, I think that Andrew really needs out of the cage now that I look at him over there. We have a rattling. All right, take it easy, Andrew. All right, uh, let's let's get the beast out and set. Uh, let, let's open the door for Andrew C. Ferreira here. Set him free. All right, let's open the cage. It's been a while. It's a little rusted. I don't know how long he's been in there for. Andrew C. Ferreira, how are you? Good. You know, rust uh, Rust is high in iron, so I'm at very, the very least not iron deficient. <laughs> That's great. Uh, been lots of space nerdy stuff going on, Andrew. A little um, bit. Yeah, so let's... <laughs> uh, uh, Jeff Bezos is going to space, and, uh, you know, Virgin just did it. 
Uh, wh- where do we go here? What's the conversation? Because Bezos is about to go up to and the, the space race of the billionaires for not really much of a point other than to say they did it. Uh, yeah, and I, I think, you know, at the surface level and to at least several dozen meters below sea level, uh, that's all this is really, uh, is a race to see who can get up there first. Um, and to his credit, Virgin Galactic has won. Branson's won the race, if you will. Uh, whether or not people will say that he actually reached space, that's a whole other can of worms. Because I think he only hit like 86 kilometers above sea level, which I think by American standards counts as space. By some international standards, it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to argue about it. It's fine. Whatever. Um, one thing I do want to mention is that I received a note saying that, hey, doesn't uh, Bezos' spaceship look like a penis? And yes, it does look like a penis. And I can actually explain why it looks like a penis. Oh, um, that's exciting. I mean, we need to know why uh, penises in space is a thing. Uh, well, first of all, it's just aerodynamic. <laughs> the uh, the rounded uh, the head, if you will, um, is the capsule where you know up to six people. Uh, and this is kind of interesting. Unlike with SpaceX's uh, crew capsule, which you've seen, it's kind of like two rows of almost like theater-looking seats in front of a bunch of touchscreens. Um, but Blue Origin's uh, new Shepard uh, is more uh, about taking payload into space. Uh, and you as a tourist, it's not so much delivering, you know, the person as a payload. Um, so there isn't much in the way of, like, screens or controls up there because it's entirely automated. Uh, and it isn't designed to do complex maneuvers like rendezvous with the space station. Um, if you've looked inside, if you've seen pictures of the inside of, of the Blue Origin capsule, um, kind of looks funky. There's like a giant cylindrical thing in the middle that looks like you know a holographic display should pop up from it if it was the future but it isn't the future so i'm actually not sure what it is um and then all around kind of at each window and this is the big thing the big reason why they're really pushing for billionaires and you know people with way too much money to get on board with this uh, there's gigantic windows um giving you quite like this is an unparalleled view of you know the earth from space uh, space, uh, SpaceX's Crew Dragon doesn't have nearly the um, uh, the friendliness, the uh, aesthetics, the um, pure kind of. Just so you can look out the window and it's pretty. The Dragon capsule has has windows, but they're nothing like the Blue Origin capsule's windows. Um, and they're all seated, kind of reclined, one in front of the other, in front of a window. So they're positioned to be staring out into space uh, the whole way up until they're floating, and you know, then they're floating around. Um, and so the reason that it kind of looks like a penis is because that capsule part separates, which I hope yours doesn't do. Um, yeah. Ooh, and good. no, and then the, the bottom part of it is called, it's where the, the ring is and the ring, what it holds is wedge is these fins that come out, uh, and help the, the rocket aerodynamically break, uh, on re-entry. Um, and in the case that the capsule needs to separate, it also separates from the ring in case of an emergency or something with the rocket. Uh, it also separates from that ring. So that's why it kind of looks like that. So now we know, I guess. And knowing is half the battle. The other half is struggling not to laugh about penis jokes. So it looks like a penis and it's got a giant ring. Correct. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, say what you will it goes to space well it works uh so okay so does it land like you know like elon musk's land with the excuse me but head attached or does it separate then land how does this Uh, one work uh so basically the rocket itself like spacex's rockets are designed to land again uh the capsule will pop off the top and kind of parachute down back to earth um, similar in the way that the, the Crew Dragons works, where the whole unit will launch up, uh, the rockets will detach, and then they'll fall back and land autonomously. And then later, the, troop, the Crew Dragon will, uh, in, in their case, splash down in the ocean. Uh, Blue Origin's capsule actually splashes down, shouldn't say splash, it dirts down, I don't know, on land, um, with a bunch of parachutes and a couple of little jump jets that soften the landing at the last second. Um, so that's how that comes back down. And uh, speaking of SpaceX, actually, earlier today, they just tested for the first time their uh, their booster rockets in a static fire. Uh, the first time they've ever fired up the gigantic, and I say gigantic, and you need to really see it to understand how large it is. Um, it's larger than, like, a construction crane. <laughs> like, it's a, really? it's a huge stack of, like, polished, what looks like polished aluminum. 
Uh, and for about a second and a half, it spewed flames, and it was very loud and very exciting. Uh, but it does mark the first um, ignition um, of all of the rockets in that booster um, all in one unit. Um, whether or not they're going to use it again in another test or it's going to be disassembled and used for something else, eh, I don't know. It's too early to tell. It happened almost literally like eight hours ago. Um, but it is, you know, another instance of people being able to watch how rockets are quite literally born. Um, that's one of the cool things about SpaceX is you get to see their iterative uh, engineering process unfold in the open. It's really hard to hear all this after the penis comment because everything that we say sounds terrible. Like um, I said, like I said, half the battle is learning not just trying not to laugh at the jokes. It is true, though. OK, so what's the point, though? You say so blue blue origin, which is funny. I mean, the blue part still gets me even after all this. OK, um, so the the blue origin blasts its way into space and then the head pops off. And then yep. it goes down, but then the rocket, the base, if you will, yes. lands like a normal thing. But that one's probably iffy if it actually makes it. That's why the head pops off. Um, uh, yeah. But they're they're going to do work work, like real heavy lifting work, not just like the the Virgin Galactic, which is the, hey, let's go for a ride thing. Is that, did I understand that correct? Space. Um, yeah. They, they're, you know, uh, the science... Um, applications of, of space of a uh, blue origin are a little bit less than uh than spacex's dragon just because it doesn't have kind of or it hasn't demonstrated the capability of like staying in space really um i'm sure that it has the capacity uh i'm sure that it could launch satellites but we haven't really seen that um mm, okay they on their website they say that you know it's designed to take astronauts and payloads past the carmen line uh, and i think this is a shot at uh, at Branson, the internationally recognized boundary of space, which is 100 kilometers, not 86 or whatever it was that Branson got up to. Um, the flight's 11 minutes on New Shepard, by the way, just in case you wanted to time that. It's an expensive 11 minutes, but, you know, hey, if you've got the money to burn, it actually probably isn't that expensive. Um, but no, I'm sure that the actual, you know, true science part of it, there is value in seeing how different things react to, per se, weightlessness. Um, there's value in seeing how things, if they're able to jettison payloads from the, um, from the rocket itself, if they're able to see, um, they can probably launch cube satellites, like small little toaster sized satellites. Um, but in terms of actual scientific capacity, I think SpaceX still has the upper hand. Okay. So, uh, so Branson goes up, they go on tour. Then Bezos goes up. They're going to go a little bit higher. And then SpaceX actually seems to be doing work. That's really kind of what this feels like. Uh, for the most part, yes. If I had to kind of, you know, succinctly describe it, uh, Virgins is absolutely only really tourism. Um, Blue Origin has scientific merit, limited scientific merit. Um, and SpaceX is currently the only one actually delivering astronauts and cargo to and from the space station. Um, yeah, okay. So, you know, they're, they've got a bit of a head start here, but, you know, uh, Blue Origin's got a, they, you know, their current rocket's the new Shepard. Uh, they're looking to build uh, what they're calling the new Glenn, which they hope, which when, whether or not that comes to fruition and when is, is a whole other, you know, can of worms. Um, but that's scheduled to kind of try and rival SpaceX and its ability to deliver payloads, uh, for instance, to the moon um, is one of the you know, potential destinations that New Glenn, should that ever uh, take off, uh, could reach. And, you know, for all I know, it, it probably will. Um, now that we've seen, you know, that private companies, you know, spearheaded with a with a fire hose of money uh, can actually make this stuff happen. I don't think that uh, the engineering and scientific um, hurdles are going to be um, as much of a deterrent to investors, because now we've seen, you know, three major independent companies do this and uh, Virgin and uh, and Blue Origin and SpaceX. There's also a handful of small companies. Um, uh, the, the company that launches the Electron rockets out of New Zealand is the first one that comes to mind. Um, their actual company is escaping me right now. Um, but they've also successfully launched uh, payloads into, into into Earth orbit. Um, so the the the. The uncertainty, I think, is almost out the door, really, 
it, all of this in the last couple of years has shown that if you want to get into this mar if you want to get into this field and you've got the money to do it it is most likely not going to be you know going up in flames on the launch pad most likely okay so there was one guy scheduled to be on this flight he said his schedule was too busy so he pulled oh, a pin. no yes 28 million dollars and he's like you know what a little busy not gonna make it can't make it so you know some uh, an 18 year old kid from uh denmark gets to be the youngest person to ever uh make it to space so hey good for him he's, he's he drew one heck of the lucky he drew a you know the longest most shiny straw out of the bucket in that one um, well you thought in downtown vancouver those brand new ferraris with the n new driver sticker on the back was absurd um hey dad can i have 20 million dollars to go to space that's really crazy Sure thing, Sean. Um, it's crazy, but you know what? Like this, for the foreseeable future, these are the only people outside of professionally trained and vetted astronauts who will be going to space in any capacity. Um, the the I still firmly believe that the ideal of a kind of a, a truly democratized uh, space uh, economy is still decades away. And people say this is the beginning of a democratization of space. And I'd say eh, it's an oligarchy of space, really, um, yeah, is what's absolutely. happening right now. Yeah. I, I do I do think if people treat it right and there's proper investment and interest and scientific benefit, then, yes, it, eventually it will be something that the normal person can do. Uh, but until then, we're all just going to, you know, wallow in our pools of filth um, while the clean and wealthy uh, jet off into space to avoid the problems down below. Okay, so uh, if you had a chance, Andrew C. Ferreira, to go to space and you had your pick of the three, which one would you pick because it seems to have the most merit and safety and confidence behind it? Uh, ooh, which one would I pick? Uh, I, would pick I would pick SpaceX, not because I think they're the safest, but because I think it would be the coolest. That's fair. I think it would be the coolest. Now, does Elon Musk show up in Jeff Bezos' kitchen with no shoes on at 3 o'clock in the morning like he did for Branson? Uh, I think it's absolutely possible. Um, Elon is that kind of pragmatic person where, you know, if it's not his rocket, then damn, all right, I'll go with another rocket. Um, I can see him doing it. Will he do it? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. How crazy are we for sitting here talking about going to space when everyone talks about um, you know, green earth, eco this, eco that, you know, fossil fuels. By the way, we need to be smarter with our electric cars and all of the, you know, the things that we call real conversation on earth. Mm -hmm. And then in, for most cases, this is private enterprise. So everything that they do is secret. They're allowed to do that right there. It's, it's corporate pri uh, private, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so it's not like it's public science. So, you know, is this really worth it? I mean, they're really going for nothing more. Like, I think your oligarchy thing is bang on. So is this really worth it? Or are we just hypocrites saying, oh, yeah, by the way, save the earth, except for if you're super rich, you want to burn a bunch of fuel to go to space for two minutes? I mean, I think that what we've seen, at least with SpaceX and Blue Origin uh, and Virgin, is that because of partnerships with and of course they're american with the american you know department of defense and all that um there is very real very usable technology being developed in all of these programs um i think that there is a, absolutely a scientific benefit uh, and an engineering benefit uh, and a materials benefit and a potential future economic benefit uh to developing all of this it's just a really crappy look to have only the super wealthy kind of parade around in there. Let's change the world if you give me several million dollars for a seat on my uh, eleven-minute space ride. It's a it's a crappy look. Um, it absolutely. Like, I'm not going to defend it. I think it's I think it's junk. But uh, at the end of the day, there is absolutely a potential future economic, scientific, engineering benefit to all of this right now. And right now, it just looks like a vain kind of waste of money because in some respects, it absolutely is. Uh, but in other respects, a lot of people like to go, well, what's up? Why do we even bother going to space? A lot of the stuff that we use on a daily basis has been developed firstly by people at you know, your Department of Defense's, your NASA's. Um, 
and going forward, you know, there's one particular field that just popped into mind, um, but weightless manufacturing could absolutely change the way um, if we're able to scale up, you know, manufacturing materials in space. Uh, gravity is a major problem because it really likes to ruin things. Mm -hmm. If we can manufacture things in free fall, um, exotic materials, heavy materials become that much more um, cheap and available uh, and easier to procure, produce, and use. So, of course, that's not being done right now. Right now, we're just seeing, for lack of a better word, piles of money go up in flames as they you know, go 100 kilometers up. Uh, but I'm just hoping that once we get over this horrible, oh, they're insufferable phase, um, some real benefit will come from it. Have you seen the ship, by the way? The uh, the landing freighter? The rocket freighter? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, the barges. Yeah, they're cool. Oh, they're super cool. And that's also good technology. If you can have automatic ship, like these ships are autonomously essentially catching these rockets in the middle of the ocean. It's pretty crazy. Um, there, there is potential good everywhere. We just have to hope that it worms its way out underneath the piles of money. Yeah. Otherwise it just becomes nothing but ego. Correct. Hmm. Crazy. Anders C. Ferreira and Weird Science here back on the program. It's been a few weeks, buddy. So it's great to hear your voice. I'm really glad you're back. Thank you. You know where to find me. Always happy. It's the shift podcast. This next conversation might be a little bit confusing because we're going to talk about um, fitness and taking care of yourself, and we're also going to talk about partying and not taking care of yourself because that's what this segment's all about. we got to welcome on uh, back to the shift our very own Disco Andy, Handy Andy Barrar, the shirtless wonder. Uh, Andy, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, guess what? I got a comment today on a YouTube video about you. Uh-oh. Um, Denise wants to know why you, you keep teasing me about being shirtless. <laughs> really? Yes. And this was She's a conversation a from YouTube. She listens seven days a week. She even listens to the podcast when she nice. can't listen in. But she's like, I don't know why Shane always teases you about going shirtless. It was a one. It was a heat dome, Shane. It was. It, it was not. It was, it was a you, two. You saw me sweating. <laughs> I did. You were actually. It was very, very hot. So Andy came onto the show. So we're all in a Zoom call so we can see each other because we are all in different places. Andy is in Surrey. Ryan is downtown Calgary. Brendan is downtown Vancouver. And I'm in a suburb called Airdrie just outside Calgary. So we are all in different places here on the ship. So it's a little easier when we can all see each other and interact and all those things. Well, Andy shows up a few weeks ago with the heat dome just naked and... <laughs> And so it, it was funny. It was great. It was awesome, actually. It's exactly what you should do because, you know, we always like, oh, I don't look good. Maybe I should, you know, get my teeth whitened for the Zoom call. No, screw that. Live your life. Be yourself. And that's exactly what Andy did. Now, because he's our friend, he will also never live it down. It wasn't just that. It was, it was the fact that then you, your next day, your, your skipping video was also shirtless. And I know all the ladies there, but we get the text message. They're like, Hey, I looked up that Andy Barrar guy. He's handsome. So, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so See, I, even used, blushing. <laughs> I even used shirtless Andy in my latest thumb thumbnail videos from my YouTube video, hoping that that's going to get views. This is how desperate I'm getting for views, Shane. Yeah, I'm, I'm using you. strategic thumbnails on yep. on on videos to try well, to do hey, it. Hopefully it'll work. You, hopefully it works. That's you've, why you've we're talking it. about fitness tech today. That's right. You lost to 20 pounds. You've been doing the uh, skip rope and you've been doing it all. So you have absolutely earned it. And I give you a high five for doing it. Um but I mean you are you are a couple of clips away clicks away from having an OnlyFans account. I mean let's be honest here. You're just about there. You're almost I just there. Gotta, I just gotta practice a little bit more jump rope and then maybe I'll have like that special skill where I can have an OnlyFans club and uh, yeah. and make some money because actually what we're talking about today is content creators and them making money online. So Perfect. it's a nice nice little segue to our, our discussion. Yeah, today. well then take it and get us started. Where are we going? So TikTok is taking all the eyeballs away and all of the social media platforms are scrambling. And you know what they're going to do? Especially these big companies like Facebook, they're just going to start shelling out cash to content creators. So Facebook just announced they're going to be paying up to a billion dollars US to content creators to create content for Facebook only. So we're talking like video content. And this is all because of TikTok. Everybody is moving towards TikTok and these like short form videos 
And Facebook, which has 2.7 billion people are on Facebook or Instagram per day. But they got a big problem. Not enough people are posting content on the platform. So much so that a, a lot of the listeners might have noticed on their Facebook feed, you'll see like old posts and your friends commenting on old posts. They're, they're just, ha- they're running out of content. So what they're going to do is start shelling out a lot of money to get uh, these content creators to go away from, you know, the TikToks of the world, the YouTubes of the world, and try to make content specifically for Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg, Shane, wants mm-hmm. people to have a full-time job and make a living by creating content just for Facebook. That's where they're going um, in the next couple of years. Well, isn't that awesome? For all the years that we said that, by the way, this you get this is a free platform. You know, you just you're giving it away. Like you're you're what do you have the cow the milk and drink it too with the cow and the cliche about owning a farm and free milk or whatever that is. And the um and so that that's what happened for a decade and a half is that everyone it was just basically making Zuckerberg a billionaire because they were giving away all their content. And now all of a sudden they're in a bit of a pickle dick and they they now they're like, "Oh, by the way, we'll pay you for this stuff." And now people are getting paid for it, which is what YouTube has essentially always done, albeit drops in the penny bucket of of payments, but a lot of people have become put it this way. A lot of people have become millionaires by providing content to YouTube. I don't know anybody who's become a millionaire providing content to Facebook. Exactly. And so this is a, an issue I have because I'm creating videos for YouTube. And then in Facebook, you can create like a channel and, and you know, post videos on there. But every time I do that, Shane, all I get is messages from Facebook going, you know, if you pay us, we can boost this a little bit more. And it's like, yeah, right? no, no, I, I, I don't have any money. Like I'm trying to make <laughs> money here. Like, so I think they realize that people aren't posting content on Facebook. But what do they have? They got boatloads of money and now they're going to go strategically. So they're going to start off with the invite only to certain content creators. So I don't expect to get an email from Mark Zuckerberg anytime soon. But that's Mm -hmm. an interesting question. If you're a content creator, would you go and just create content for Facebook if they started paying top dollar for content? And, you know, they got the eyeballs. We know that. And if they just give the content creators the money, I'm wondering if people will switch Go away from Snapchat, from YouTube, from TikTok, and go into Mark Zuckerberg's little content creation uh, platform and and make stuff for Facebook. It that's a that's an interesting question that we're going to have to see with the big content creators out there. I'm curious. I don't know. I really don't know. I think that the um, the eyeballs are on TikTok. Truly, I mean, the accounts are on Facebook, but the eyeballs are on TikTok. I think that's where everybody's watching. I mean, if you want to get 55-year-olds, go to Facebook. You want to get 30-year-olds, you go to TikTok. I think it's that simple. But then what's YouTube? That's the big question. See, I put all my eggs into YouTube because of the search. Like, I create how-to content. So I'm hoping someone Googles something and then this video pops up. That's mm-hmm. the kind of strategy. Um, I think you that's the right place for that kind of stuff. I People think are going to so. search it, then find it. Because if you look at TikTok and if you even look at what YouTube's doing right now with their YouTube shorts, which just got released globally, everybody is afraid of TikTok. But TikTok is like short form content. And what's interesting is YouTube is trying to be like TikTok, but TikTok is trying to be like YouTube by creating longer form content. So now they started, I think, with 60 seconds. Now they're up to three minutes. So Everyone's trying to be each other, but it's all a race for these content creators. And it's it's interesting because these creators have huge followings online and they can just take them from one platform to the other um, just because they have that loyal fan base and, and, and virtually anybody. And I think a lot of people became creators during the pandemic when they were sitting at home. So now they're going to have to make that choice on basically what platform am I going to invest myself in? Because I don't think you can do all of them. Like that, if you make one video, it'll take an entire day just to get them onto all the platforms. So they're going to have to invest in one or the other. And um, it looks like it's going to come down to money at the end of the day is what one pays the most for these creators. Well, I think you're seeing a pattern here and not to be all, you know, downer on it. But the pattern is very simple. Like you said, one's trying to be the other and all these things is 
we we screwed this up as consumers because we had TV. Now the only thing TV couldn't do was go non-linear, pick and choose, right? But TV now was more expensive, and you had to do destination tuning. They call it tune in at nine o'clock. The PVR helped, but it didn't save everything. Then what happens? YouTube comes along, everything else. Now the attention span of young people has become super short, but you need to expand that. Att- they've learned now that when the attention span is super short, you have to fulfill it with so much content. It's impossible. It's unsustainable. So what they're doing is they're expanding the content. And then they're basically creating what? Episodal entertainment, right? Even Netflix makes more episodal-based entertainment than they do movies. So they're going back to be TV. And now when you look at what you pay for Crave and what you pay for Netflix and what you pay for YouTube Premium, you pay for all these things, you're paying at Disney and all those. You're paying more, as much or more, than you used to pay for cable. And what you have on cable now you have the ability to go on demand, use the apps, you have the ability to choose your movies, choose your shows, go backwards in time, record the live shows, and watch live sports all in one place. So who had it right all along? Cable. They just didn't have the technology. They got lazy. So now everyone's trying to become cable. And my evidence that I would use to support that would be all of these online stores that started online, and then now they're creating brick-and-mortar stores to be able to check out their stuff. And they, they're, they're actually, they're smaller and they're like an express sort of store. But now they're going from, they're growing from online to brick and mortar. And then you had all these other big stores like the Bay and all these big stores that were desperate to go from brick and mortar to online. And so we're getting these stores inside stores. And the turns out that we just had it right the first time. And the old businesses were too complacent in pushing forward and trying new things. So. I think that's the evidence to your point is that we didn't have it so wrong before and everybody's going back to episodal based entertainment. Only the fact that you can pick and choose it in a nonlinear way. What's interesting is if you go to a kindergarten class today and you go to the kids, what do you be? What do you want to be when you grow up? You know, 20, 30 years ago, so I want to be an astronaut. Today, yeah. they want to be a YouTube be star. It, it's yep. like they want to be a YouTube star. And, and the one thing that people don't talk about is even if you are a content creator, do you understand like the mental health issues those people have in trying to feed the beast and constantly create content? Because once you start getting traction, you have to keep going and there's really no end to it. So, you know, burnout is a very serious thing uh, for content creators. And I think that's the one thing that anybody trying to get into it needs to understand because that's why I take breaks from the computer altogether because you, it's just not sustainable to just pump out content day in, day out. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> Stick it to the choir here. <laughs> if anybody, if anybody's thinking about becoming a content creator, just give me a call. I'm glad to have that conversation with you. Of what? Uh, I mean, we do 20 hours of content, and then we recycle four more, and then John does four. So, um, you know, there's there's 20 hours of content a week here. Um, yeah. Oh, we just got a text message for you. Um, hey, Andy, Andy B, Handy, Andy B. <laughs> with the uh, with the stars for eyes. There you go. Um, okay, so uh, quickly, uh, I want to touch on these two things before we're done, so we only have a couple minutes. Um, uh, tech to get fit, can we do it in 60 seconds? Sure. There's really three things you need. You can go to my website, handyandymedia.com. Um, I just created a series. Basically, you all you need is a smart scale to watch your weight, to track it, get into the habit every morning of tracking your weight, uh, don't worry about the day-to-day. You just got to get it a, a scale that allows you to do a graph. So I have oh, a Withings Body data. Plus that that mm. does that. And it'll automatically sync. And so you can track that. The second thing you need to do is get a wearable. So this week I was I had two wearables on my wrist just to track the steps. There's a lot of variability between them. You know, some up to maybe 3,000 step difference. But wow. um, the one that I'm using is from Huawei, and that's because it can track jump ropes. It's the only wearable that I can find that tracks jump rope. I just reviewed this Fitbit Lux. Uh, it didn't have it. You know, Fitbit doesn't have jump rope. I, I, I just can't believe it. And they were bought by Google. So you, you think that they would understand that there's a huge online community for that, but they don't. And the last thing you're going to need is a good pair of wireless headphones, because if you're going to get fit, you got to listen to music. Spotify mm-hmm. and all these other playlists are, are going to be your friends. So between those three things, that's all you need and some s- sort of exercise that you would do. 
And um, you just go to my website. You can see the videos of me skipping too, uh, using these gadgets um, all up my website, handyandymedia.com. And don't forget, subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, where you can find all those videos as well. So uh, just to be clear, the Spotify, the podcast, Brennan and Ryan talk about talk radio as being their go-to to listen to when they work out, which is messed up. I mean, I'm happy to promote my show, but that's crazy talk. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've listened to podcasts too, you know, working out. Uh, you, once you get into it, but it's hard because if you're really into it, then you can't, you forget what you're doing. So, you know, that's when music can, can help. Oh, yeah. Well, and keep you motivated, I would say. Brennan? Well, I find, uh, yeah, I haven't been able to find the best uh, tempo of music because it either makes me go too hard or too soft. So I like to talk, I like to listen to podcasts or talk radio because, to be honest, 99% of the time I'm not 100% invested in it. It's just the noise I need for the motivation. But don't tell, don't tell uh, anyone that. (laughs) Don't tell anybody that. We're not representing podcasts very well here on the shift at all. Andy, it was great to, uh, it was great to get together with you this weekend and, and hang out. Now I did, Andy take, took my, uh, alcohol leftovers that I couldn't take on the plate. I with did. Me, and uh, I want you to try that, um, okay. quickly here. We've only got about 30 seconds. Okay. I bought it. It's a, it's a crown Royal whiskey cola in a can. You can hear it open up. Here we go. And yeah, I get a first taste test. Yeah. Not bad. You know what? It's that is kind of like a crown cola. Yeah. I mean, Reminds me of my younger years, um, you know, hey. sitting with my friends, pour, pouring drinks. Not bad. All right. Well, you, you enjoy those. And thanks for taking care of those those when I couldn't take them on the plane. Um, and uh, I look forward to your text in an hour after you down three of them and see what you start texting. <laughs> uh, HandyAndyMedia.com. Andy Barrar. Thanks, brother. My pleasure. Anytime. Thanks for listening to The Shift Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the show and share with anyone you like. Get it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and CuriousCast.ca.